You're listening to the She is Fierce radio show. She is Fierce connects women to each other and their dreams. You'll meet incredible women who all have one thing in common. They took a leap. They've got passion. They're on a mission. They're doing exciting and rewarding things. And they want to help you take your big leap. And now your host, She is Fierce founder, Kelly Youngs. Welcome to the She is Fierce show. I'm Kelly Youngs, the founder of She is Fierce and Lift. Today we are talking with a mom of two who has found her calling, encouraging girls to raise their hands instead of lowering their standards. Ilana Rea is a lawyer, a guest lecturer at Columbia University School of Professional Studies, and the creator of ETRA, a site and movement providing resources to girls to help them build their confidence and their futures. So, Ilana, let's start with the translation. What does ETRA mean? So, ETRA in French means to be, and really the idea of the website is to ask girls who they want to be and then give them the tools that they need to go and figure it out and pursue and become that girl. Um, if, uh, if we needed a five-word answer for it, um, it's helpful links for motivated girls. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so tell us how it came to life. So you have this amazing backstory, but how did this become something that you were really passionate about? So when I, when my daughter was in middle school, my daughter's now a sophomore in college, but when she was in middle school, I remember thinking that I had all of these amazing friends who were, you know, news anchors and CEOs of companies and fashion designers and surgeons, and she knew them all as so-and-so's mom or an aunt or something like that. And I wanted in some way to put these women before my daughter and before my daughter's friends and say, you know, ask your questions, find out more about what this job is like. And I liked the idea of doing it in middle school when they were still very young and unabashed about what they would ask and there was no gloss on any of this stuff, like, oh, being a physicist isn't cool or whatever it was. I thought that middle school was this really enlightened and authentic age to do that. And I actually emailed a number of my friends and said, look, I want to have this girls' summit. You know, come to my house. We'll do it on a Saturday. And we'll have the girls just ask all these questions, and we'll give them the unvarnished truth. Like we would speak to our girlfriends, we're going to speak to our girls. And everyone loved the idea, and everyone said yes, but getting that many powerful women in one room on one day just proved to be impossible. And so the summit didn't happen, but I wound up sending my daughter to lunch with a lot of these women. And, you know, at that time, I would just say, go, spend 20 minutes, ask what it's like to be a surgeon. Ask what it's like to go on camera every day. Ask your questions. And it was incredibly enriching for my daughter, and all of the women were really gracious with their time and generous with their advice. And fast forward a number of years, when I left my law firm in 2014, I was really thinking about what was going to be next, and I thought about reviving this Girls' Summit idea. And a very good friend of mine said to me, you know, you just built a ton of websites at your law firm. I don't know why this has to be just a one-day initiative for these girls. Make it a website. Make it something where you can continue to put role models in front of girls, and they can drop into the site whenever they want, and not four months later the website was being built. I mean, it was, it was that logical, and it took a good friend to sort of zero in on it. 
What a cool backstory. I love that. And I, I love what you talk about with the unvarnished truth and, and the need to talk to young girls the mm-hmm. way we talk to our girlfriends instead of in that kind of superficial um, conversation that many of us experience, right? When you're talking to people who are acquaintances or right. even within our own families, I think we experience that sometimes, don't we? Yeah. And they are capable of getting the message. Um, middle school girls are insightful and they understand social cues and nonverbal cues so much better than we think they do. I mean, look at any lunchroom dynamics in a middle school, and you will see that these girls see what is going on. And if you can translate that and say, look, take that motivation, take that awareness, and let's pursue something you really love. Um, I think girls at that age know really what they like. They know what classes they look forward to. They know what sports they love to play. And if you can harness that, and provide them the tools to really springboard forward and continue with it before that white noise of high school shows up, I think that you've got something. Mm. Well, you know, I think there was a very cool quote on your site that says, we think you are your most authentic self right now, and we'd love to help you stay true to that girl. So right. what does that mean to you as you're, you're going through your day and you're dealing with all of these different middle school students who, like you said, they, they understand that social dynamic, even if we don't always give them credit for it. What does that authentic self mean, and how do you kind of engage with them to bring that about? I think, you know, someone said something interesting to me. They said, think about what you loved in middle school. If you love to read in middle school, odds are good that you are still a reader, that there are some very core interests that you develop at that age when you're old enough to know what you like, and and if you're lucky, you get to carry that all the way through, and maybe it's a sport, or maybe it's art, or maybe it's songwriting, whatever it is. But along the way, and I think it's very true today, it's easy for middle school girls or certainly girls when they're a freshman in high school to get sidetracked. And maybe it's because someone's telling them, oh, don't join the chess team. Like, who would join the chess team? And they put down a game that perhaps they've loved their whole lives, but now it's going to get put down. Or they decide that they don't want to raise their hand in science anymore. And so a girl who really had huge potential in math and science is going to get sidetracked and not necessarily take the next advanced class. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have authentic interests and passions and, and abilities. And there are times where either as parents we don't see it. You know, we, it took an outside teacher to tell me that my daughter really should have extra art classes because she had an innate talent. And had that teacher not highlighted it for me, I, I might have missed it. And so if we can provide tools that maybe schools – don't offer. Maybe schools aren't encouraging girls to become engineers or they don't have engineering apps or games. If I can find great sites and put them on a website and say to girls, check it out. You might like it. Stay with it. Or if you want to learn how to code, there's a really great app or a game to help you code. I think if they're showing an interest and it's coming from some core ability that resonates with them and we can provide a bridge, maybe it's an adult thing. We understand as adults that these are important, that coding is important, that science should be fostered. The girls, they just need for it to become relatable and accessible and a little bit fun. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love what you're talking about, making it fun. I love the style of your site and the fact that you are talking about being smart and being brave and, you know, being happy and all of these things that I think we talk about conceptually a lot as adults. (laughs) We're going to be strong and we're going to get connected with people. And yet, um, we don't always, even in, in our own lives, we don't always put that into perspective and think about, well, what does that actually mean? What's step one? What's step two? What are the resources to help me get where I want to go? Right. 
we know it's important, and we see as professional women how these skills have, have worked to our advantage, but we should be sharing it with our girls. There's no reason that girls shouldn't read news sites. Maybe we don't want them reading all the news that's out there right now, but there are teen-focused and teen-appropriate news sites out there. Why not steer them towards them? So, you know, why, why not make them politically aware or talk about philanthropy or the importance of mentorship? I mean, look at your site. You're connecting women and teaching them and encouraging them to help each other and support each other, right? But girls who help other girls will grow up to be women who support other women. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. So well, you know, that's why I love what you're doing. <laughs> well, thanks. So we, um, so you're absolutely right. And you know, at She Is Fierce, you kind of know this already, but a, a big part of what we're doing is really trying to connect women who are all on their own journey and they're all at different stages. You know, some are already like living that success, whatever that means to them. And others are kind of at the very beginning and kind of thinking about what their big leap is and where they're going. And I love that you're taking it back to that point where you can kind of intervene really early and say, hey, here are the options that you have and here are the decisions that are going to take you in the direction you want to go in. Right, right. And and to be able to see that at that age, I mean, your your website is she is fierce. There is little that is more fierce than a middle school girl sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. And they are undaunted. And so let's model that mentorship for them. Let's show them how to be a mentor, how to find a mentor, how to go out there and then make your mentor proud. Um, women that support other women raise the level of play across the board, I think, in every industry. And so I, I would love to be able to help foster that in our girls. So you talked about, you know, when this concept first came to life, you encouraged some of your friends who had these really impressive careers to, to talk to your daughter. But I know just from a little bit of my understanding of Etra that you have these women who are helping support you now. So how have you created that network and what kinds of women have come in and really supported you on your journey? Yeah, I am, I am beyond grateful and humbled by these women who've taken an interest in it. Um, in the beginning, I asked some of my friends initially to, who, who had these positions to give us just small, unnamed quotes, tell us what they thought, and I sort of seeded the site with that initially. And then once I launched the site, I launched it on Mother's Day in 2016. Once I launched it, I decided I was going to send an email every day or every other day just to someone I didn't know. But based on what I knew about that woman, I thought it might resonate with her. And within the first four weeks, um, Cheryl Sandberg's Lean In partnered with us. Um, Ariana Huffington connected with us, and we began blogging for the Huffington Post. Um, Elevate and Elevest, that are run by Sally Krawcheck, both agreed to power some information on our site. So they've offered us quotes from famous women or um, financial advice, things like that, for the Be Wise page. Mm -hmm. And I've just been overwhelmed by the women that have come forward. And then even more recently, ESPNW is giving us quotes for the Be Strong page and, and mentorship from female athletes. NASA women retweeted one of our articles from Huffington Post, and the girls went bananas when they oh, saw that. Yeah. Um, it's been so gratifying to send an email out and say, look, we're this non-commercial site that's just intended to be inspirational and educational, and would you provide a quote to us, or could we link to some of your resources? And women get it. And maybe they remember being in middle school or they're raising a middle schooler, but it's, it's been, we've been awed. 
What a cool story. You know, you are creating something I think that is really special. You have a great mission, but you also, it seems, have certainly the passion and the practical skills to make this really come to life. So when we come back, we are going to talk more with Alana Raya, the founder of Etra Girls, about the transition from practicing law to starting a mission-driven organization. You're listening to The She Is Fierce Show, and I am Kelly Youngs, the founder of She Is Fierce. I came to win, to fight, to conquer, to thrive. I came to win, to survive, to prosper, to rise, to love. I came to win, to fight. To conquer, to thrive, I came to win, to survive, to prosper, to rise, to fly. You are listening to the She is Fierce show. I'm She is Fierce founder Kelly Youngs, and we are talking to Alana Rea, a lawyer, a Columbia University lecturer, and the founder of Etra, a resource site for girls. So, Ilana, I really want to talk to you about your experiences transitioning from life as a lawyer and suddenly taking on this really mission-driven, socially-minded, um, social entrepreneurship role. What was that like for you? Sure. So I was first um, a mergers and acquisitions lawyer at Skadden Arps in New York, and I was there in the early 90s. And then I left for a little bit when I had my kids. My husband traveled five days a week, and I had two kids 20 months apart, so I stayed home for about six years. And when my youngest went to school, I went back to my law firm, not thinking I would go back there, but just asking what they thought next steps should be and if there was a client that they wanted me to speak with or something like that. And they wanted to build a website for mergers and acquisitions that would work internally and help them sort of map and leverage the M&A data and the resources that they had. So for the next 10 years, I actually helped with this incredibly talented team of IT people um, and the global head of knowledge there. We built um, over 30 different websites that worked internally at the law firm, and they called it Knowledge Strategy, which is just a simpler way of saying that we were creating and then leveraging information so that we could make it very impactful within the firm. And when I left that practice in 2014 and I started to think about what I wanted to do next, um, I went to Ariana Huffington's Thrive Conference in 2014, and I really did start to think that there were these wise, wise words being shared among women, and I wanted to somehow translate that to our girls. And... I thought of it, honestly, as another form of knowledge strategy. If knowledge strategy in a law firm means tracking deals and and organizing best practices, knowledge strategy for girls is simply highlighting resources that they don't know exist so that then you can further their interests. So when I started to think about building a website that would almost be knowledge strategy for girls, it sort of took on a life of its own. And there are a number of platforms out there that, that make building your own site simple and walking through the trademark process wasn't too difficult and in a matter of months 
that I had a website. <laughs> I took a very deep breath and pushed publish, and that was it. it. It's not something I ever foresaw. I honestly feel like I tripped into it. But in a different way, it wound up sort of being a really nice pairing of my interests and a skill set and, and the ability to, to speak very freely to girls. Yeah, I mean, sometimes those are the things that become most meaningful, right? You obviously have the right skills to to create this, but you also have a daughter and you have a real passion for what lies behind it, which is what keeps you going when it gets a little, when it starts to become tough. Right. And it really is, it's truly just a resource site. I am not holding myself out as an educator or an expert in middle school dynamics, you know, other than having raised a middle school girl and having been one, I don't have a huge amount of outside expertise, but but what I do is to collect resources and vet them and then organize them in a way that's going to make sense to the girls. And that's what it is. It's a set of tools that maybe they aren't available to them anywhere else. Yeah, you know, I think it is something that is incredibly useful, especially, especially for girls and in that age group, right? So we talk so much about social media and the fact that we're all in our own little silos of information. And that's even more true for kids. They're in right. their own little tiny school with their own little social groups. And it's tough, I'm sure. And I know from my own experience, it's tough to find those places where you can, you know, find an outlet. You talked about your daughter being an artist, finding the outlet, whether it's working in STEM, whether it's being an artist, whether it's playing sports, sometimes it's really tough for a kid to find that thing that is most exciting to them right. and is going to get them excited about life and about whatever their next steps are. So I love that you, you know, we call it a resource site, but it, I don't think that that um, it's true, but it maybe doesn't give credit to what it actually does because it allows them to have access to all of these different incredible um, training sites or you know, inspirational content or books and things that are really going to help them move to the next level and whatever that is for them. Well, see, you said it so much better. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm excited and I'm passionate about it. So, well, um, so you know, what has that experience been like? You talked about, which I am impressed, I have to say, um, and it sounds like it's your experience, but I'm impressed that you're saying the website didn't seem too tough, the trademark didn't seem too tough. One of the biggest things, because I talked to so many, you know, female entrepreneurs that, that people sort of get tripped up on and sometimes stop is when they get to the point where they think, oh, how am I going to create a website? How am I actually going to get the message out there? How am I going to deal with all this legal stuff that is really not that fun, right? It's right. not all about the mission and what you're trying to deal with. So how did you deal with, obviously you're a lawyer, so maybe that was a little easier, but how do you kind of get through that when it's just frustrating? You know, I, I just took it in bite-sized pieces. Um, you know, first I just formed an LLC I honestly wasn't even sure I was going to get the trademark here. I was trademarking a verb in another language. I was I was <laughs> delighted but a little bit stunned when they came back and said, yes, you can use it. Um, and the domain name was last, and that was using the platform that I used to build it, which was Weebly. Um, but I didn't do that until I had the trademark. You know, I just took it in bite-sized pieces. I think I felt a little more comfortable with it because I speak the language, but I certainly went to the experts and went to a firm that I knew and ask them to walk me through all the steps I knew we had to complete. But I think for people who are coming at it without that legal background, you know, it is, it's no different than learning any other skill or learning how to speak a new language, whether it's an actual different language or just, you know, you're going into a new field and you need to be able to learn the verbiage. You take it in bite-sized pieces. You ask the question when you don't understand. Walk me through it. Help me understand. What are my options? 
I, I tell the girls all the time to be sure and raise their hands, but I, I think it works for all of us. Mm. You've got to ask the question and be sure that you understand. And if you don't like the answer you were given, push, get a, get a different answer. Make sure that you like each little baby step as you're taking it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good advice for me. I'm going to take that away. Um, but so let's, so let me ask you what you would say to the women in our audience, because there are so many women in our audience who are, you know, like I said before, are in all these different stages of progress towards their goal, whether that's creating a nonprofit, whether it's creating a website, whether it is, you know, getting to the next level in their career, but it's a lot of women who just like we all are in our lives looking for that next step. What is your advice to people who are kind of on that? that threshold. They're thinking about taking the leap. It's overwhelming. I mean, what you've created is really taking you in a completely new direction, right? And that can be really overwhelming. What advice do you have to those women who are really listening to you right now and thinking, this sounds amazing, but I could never do that? You can. You totally can. And sometimes it takes being free of something to give you the breathing space to think that you can do it. Um, I think had I stayed with my law firm, and I loved my law firm, there was no happier lawyer in truth. Um, but had I stayed, I don't know that I would have done this. I think sometimes having the breathing room, it's scary when you're alone there by yourself on the cliff, but it also, you know, gives you the room to be able to picture it. If you're thinking about it and you're coming back to an idea again and again, and I came back to it with several years in the middle, but I think people know when they have an idea or something that resonates with them and they keep stopping back to it saying someday I'll do it, do it, Mm. do it. Yes. It's risky. It's scary. Get your girlfriends around you, your support system, whatever it is, and and do it. It's you sh- We should be modeling that kind of risk tolerance for the girls that, that come after us, and we should be learning from the women that came before us. But do it. First of all, I love that advice. I you know I experienced that in my own journey as well, where I think I had the idea for She is Fierce like over a decade ago. So very right. similar to your story. Always was in all of these different media careers trying to find a way to make it happen. Never got anybody else to say, hey, this is a great idea. But I knew it was a great idea. And eventually got to the point, just like you said, where I thought, well, I'm you know, not in that particular career anymore. And I'm looking for what is my next step. Why don't I do the thing that I've been passionate about for so long? Right. And that really has taken off. And, and I think that message, just like yours, really connects and resonates with other people. But I want to ask you about the girls that you're connecting with. Mm-hmm. So you have this incredible website. You're providing these resources. Can you share some of the stories of the girls in your community who are in your network, who are using those resources, and the, the benefits that they've gotten? So my favorite part about it, I think, is that I realized I was going to need feedback from <laughs> middle school girls, and I was going to need it early on if I was going to make the site content-rich and, and you know, actionable for them. So I formed an advisory board, and it is all middle school and high school age girls. And that is my favorite part. And we, yeah. don't, we don't meet. There's no homework. There are no meetings or anything like that. Once a month, I send out an email to all the girls on the board, and there's probably about 20 of them right now. And I ask them a bunch of questions, and it might be, what's your favorite book or movie right now? And part of that is actually to find out what their favorite is part of it is to find out how many girls are listing a book and how many are listing a movie Mm -hmm. you know are they reading it that kind of thing um what their favorite class is who they might what kind of celebrity or sports figure they might want to reach out to if they could ask any question and then we can try to do that and and see what they're thinking of but they provide awesome feedback and the answers i mean 
you know, you get the answers about how they feel about their math class in all caps with 19 mm-hmm. exclamation <laughs> points. I mean, it's priceless, but it's really valuable feedback. So while we have, you know, hundreds of other followers on Twitter or Instagram or things like that, the feedback from the board and, and any girls who are interested in this or who come back to the site multiple times, if they just email us and tell, them, tell us why they want to be on the board, we're, we're happy to have as many as possible. But the feedback is great. And then from there, we've had girls say, okay, I want to do a community service project, and I don't want to do the charity my mom's involved with, but I want to find my own. So we have a page called Be Charitable, and it has a number of charity finders. And we've helped girls find organizations that they'd like to benefit and help them map out a social media campaign and how they'd like to actually approach their first dip into philanthropy. And that started with board members, and now it's extended to other girls. Um, one of our board members loved to write, and she wanted to write something on beauty and wellness. So she wrote an article, and we reached out to a number of teen magazines, and she got published. So, so my direct feedback is coming from the board but, or from any other girl that emails in with a question. But that's been absolutely the most gratifying is that direct contact or the direct way we can help girls. One girl loves foreign languages, and she started a blog in Spanish. What a cool story. Yeah, cool. And I love this idea of your advisory board of girls. And They're the, the greatest. <laughs> and all they wanted in return, I said, you know, what, what would you like? Your board members, you should have something special. And they wanted extra swag that, that we wouldn't sell, obviously, that could just be for board members. Mm-hmm. So they have water bottles and they have phone cases and they, they're oh, getting fun. flip-flops. And, you know, it's great. That's awesome. Well, um, I have so many more questions for you. So when we come back... We are going to talk more with Etra Girls founder, Ilana Rea. You are listening to the She is Fierce radio show, and I am She is Fierce founder, Kelly Youngs. You're listening to the She is Fierce radio show. I'm She is Fierce founder Kelly Youngs, and we're talking to Alana Rea, a lawyer, a Columbia University lecturer, and the founder of Etra, a resource site for girls that helps them find that thing that gets them excited and help make it come to life. So, Alana, I love the section on your site where you ask successful women when they knew they were smart. Now, that is a question you don't hear people ask very often. <laughs> how did that come to, to your mind, and how did that come to life? You know, I was talking with some of the girls, and it, it's so easy for them to be overly self-deprecating and say, oh, well, I'm not smart. Oh, I hate raising my hand in class. I have nothing smart to say. You know, I'll ask the teacher after class. And you realize, I think deep down, they know they're smart. These girls know that they're bright. They know that they're quick. They're insightful. But they feel somehow that it is boasting to say they're smart, or they feel like they, they look like a know-it-all if they raise their hand too often. And I thought, well, gosh, if I could put accomplished women in front of them and say, yeah, you know what, I knew I was the smartest person in the room, and I knew it in third grade, it takes, it takes that down to their level where they can say, gosh, someone else felt that way too. I'm not saying that every girl thinks she's the smartest girl in the room, but being able to recognize and foster intellect is a good thing, and yeah. it shouldn't be something that they try to hide. So it was a big question I asked when I first started asking for quotes, was tell me when you knew you were smart. Let's start at the baseline. Everyone knows you're smart. When did you figure it out, and were you embarrassed? Did you feel that it was boastful, or when did you get comfortable being the smart girl? 
Yeah. I mean, I really, I feel like we should be asking adult women this too, <laughs> a right. lot more often, right? And we should be putting it out there a lot more often. Not so much. I love your point. It's not about being boastful. It's really about acknowledging. And it's the same for, for men and, and boys as well, I think, mm-hmm. in many cases. It's the experience of acknowledging, this is what I'm talented at. This is right. what I love. And it's okay to be excited about what I'm going to do. Um, And I think, you know, you're really touching on something for middle school girls that I don't see very often, right? Which is not even just here, we're going to inspire you, but we're going to acknowledge your inherent talents and abilities. Right, right. You are past the, we don't want to discuss too much of the the bullying in middle school or, you know, how do you deal with friends when they're whispering? Like, this is not Mm -hmm. that website at all. There Mm -hmm. are plenty of other websites out there that do it beautifully, but this isn't that. This is we understand that you are already accomplished and bright and you have substantive interests and we want to take those further. And, you know, yes, embrace the nerdiness. Embrace it. It's, it's good and it's going to move you far. I love it. I saw a quote a few days ago that was, the nerd, is, nerdy chic is the new black. And I was like, oh, yes, I love that. finally, finally. <laughs> I love that. One of our last Huffington Post pieces was, um, you know, spoiler alert, the nerdy girl becomes the cool girl. Mm-hmm. And it's about fostering uh, girls in STEM. But, yeah, the nerdy girl is going to become the cool girl. And you don't need a movie like Hidden Figures or, or anything you know, else to, to prove it. Mm-hmm. But you do have to shine a spotlight on it for the girls. Yeah, and, you know, you obviously link out to so many resources for girls that help to make that come to life. Some of my favorite ones that you have on your site are Goldie Blocks, which we feature all the time. I love, love everything they're doing. I give them to my kids, for my son and my daughter. Yep. And um, and Girls Who Code for fans yep. of STEM. Yep. And, of course, I am so honored that you included She is Fierce as one of your resources to help girls get connected with women who want to lift them up and, and kind of help them along their journey. Yeah, and to read other stories of accomplished women who didn't just start out at the top but had a winding path and they speak about it freely, that's important for the girls to see. You know, mentorship sounds like such a grown-up adult word that, you know, they'll pass by that article normally if they're flipping through a magazine or whatever it is. But the idea that they could have a mentor that could change their life or they could be a mentor for a younger girl, I think it's important to show them how women use mentorship sites and tell their stories. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, you know, even um, just being honest, so I came up in a a very corporate environment, and I always kind of thought when people talked about mentorship that it was a bit cheesy and, you know, it's just me going in and asking someone, hey, will you be my mentor and sit with me for an hour or so? And I think that that... um, that idea of what mentorship has, is has changed so much. Yep. And I love that you're bringing that to young women and saying, hey, it's not so much about asking somebody, what can you do for me? It's right. more about what can I learn from you? Right. And there's always something to learn. And obviously, at a young age, check with your parents. Make sure everybody's on board. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, all of the, the permission slip aspect of it that you have to focus on. But at the same time, there's probably a teacher at your school that's fantastic at exactly what you love. Mm-hmm. Why not talk to that person? Absolutely. And you can they can go to your site, right, and find right. all of these other people. And even on the She Is Fierce site, they can find resources um, and stories of women who have made whatever their dream is. And, and I love, you know, really highlighting, and I think you do this really well, highlighting that your dream doesn't have to be the same. For some people, it's working at a radio station. For some people, it's, you know, working in STEM. For others, right. it is... Working in a, you know, there's a great story that we featured recently um, about a woman who left her corporate career and opened a all all women 
um, auto repair shop. And that became her dream, right? And so I think it's all about finding that thing that is fun and exciting and, you know, really keeps you motivated. And, and, you know, really having it be authentic. Mm -hmm. Don't let it be what someone else puts on and says, oh, this would be perfect for you. Mm -hmm. They might be right, but it still has to come from you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you connect young women or young girls with mentors. Tell us a little bit more about that program. Um, so we're not connecting them with specific people. You know, we're at Match.com for, for younger girls. We are not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what we try to do is to highlight who could be a mentor for them. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches, camp counselors, favorite teachers, that mom down the street that has the job that you think is so cool. All of these people could be mentors for them. And then we really break down how do you identify the mentor? How do you go ahead and ask someone for mentorship? How do you stay in touch with your mentor after you've gone off to high school or off to summer camp or whatever it is? And we really break it down, you know, in terms of if you're speaking in person, if you're doing it by email, if you're doing it by phone. We recognize that this is daunting for girls, but we also recognize that it's important. Um, And then ways that they could mentor someone else. I think they don't think of themselves as having gifts to share with someone else, but in fact, if they are terrific at languages and there's a younger student that's struggling, spending a study hall and helping that person, you are mentoring that person. And that's a good thing to instill in them at a young age. So we're not necessarily connecting them to specific people other than by highlighting role models on sites like yours mm-hmm. or you know, sports authorities for ESPNW or some, any of the other sites, Elevate, Elevest, any of the other sites that we feature. But we are breaking down for them exactly how to do it and who to look for and how to pay it forward. Yeah. So let me um, let me ask you to speak really directly to the moms and dads who are listening, yep. who have a daughter, who are like probably hearing this and going, wow, this sounds so cool. What can they do specifically to, you know, not just provide the website URL, which would be wonderful, which is at tragirls.com, yep. but also... Um, you know, use the resources that you're providing to connect with their daughter, to connect with them, to give them more um, value, to help them access those other resources. What can they specifically do? So I, I would definitely speak to the, the parents and also the aunts and the big sisters, everyone that's reading over their shoulders. Um, and, and I think that that's a really important group. I don't think that there are tons of middle school girls reading Huffington Post right away, but they're getting these articles because of the moms and the aunts that are reading and handing it to them, I would say don't underestimate the middle school girl. Uh, it is easy to do, but they are bright and they are motivated, and there are resources out there that will help them not just through middle school but, but forward through college and uh, through high school and when they're applying to college. There are contests. If you have an artist in your house, contests like Scholastic can provide them with not just instruction but awards, and later on, it becomes a a regional or a national award for them. Mm -hmm. If you have a writer in your house or um, a coder, whatever the topic may be, an aspiring journalist, there are resources that will not just foster the interest but actually put them on a larger stage. And it doesn't have to be a school award for it to be important to them. You know, if you back up from the college application process, which seems far away for middle school parents, but I've just lived it twice, Colleges are looking for authentic interests, interests that your child has cultivated and maintained over years. And the way to do that is to give them sophisticated resources and then outlets. Let them be published. 
let them do stand-up comedy, let them be featured in an art gallery, whatever it is, if your child has found the site and finds it useful and wants to pursue it, be the cheering squad and, and let them take that next step and get featured on a larger stage because you can't underestimate them. They're there. They have all the tools they need. Mm. And what about, because I mean, that that's such great advice. And the one thing that I, you know, maybe see or remember or kind of it comes to mind immediately is the fear of failure, right? We talk right. about that a lot now in our society, but when you're in middle school, it can be terrifying to try something new and fail and have all your friends know that you failed and have your parents know that you failed. So how do you recommend the moms and dads who are listening deal with that as they encourage their their girls to be strong and to be brave and to try something new? How do they deal with those times when maybe things didn't go as well as they should have or just the fear of that happening? I think they're incredibly valuable, teachable moments. I'm not saying they're easy. They're not. It's hard for us to fail. It's devastating to watch a child fail. But, you know, Bill Gates said success is a lousy teacher, right? Because what are you learning from the success except just what went right? Failure is, is a really brilliant instructor. And you coach them through it and you talk about what could be done differently next time or that it doesn't always roll out in front of you perfectly. But there is value in taking the risk and there is joy in taking that plunge and holding your breath and saying, gosh, what if? Yeah, I love it. So we are coming to the end of our interview, but I hate to end it. And I want to ask you um, before we go, what is your advice for women, for girls, for moms, for whoever is listening? You know, what is that one piece of advice that you really hope that they will take with them? I think at every stage from middle school on, we need to ask ourselves, who do we want to be? You know, if ETRA means to be, and instead of a mission statement, it's sort of a mission question, but girls, who do you want to be? I think we should be asking ourselves that at every stage. Between careers, as girls move on to different stages in school, whatever it is, who do we want to be? And then let's surround ourselves with people who help us reach those goals and tools that we can leverage to, to scale the heights we want to scale. Mm, I love it. So thank you so much, Alana, for joining us. It's been really fun. I'm so excited about what you're doing. Yeah, it's totally my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, you can get to know Ilana better and introduce the girl in your life to Etra at etragirls.com. And that is spelled E-T-R-E-G-I-R-L-S.com. And you can find out more about becoming a member of She Is Fierce at sheisfiercehq.com forward slash join. Join women in eight countries who are up-leveling their lives right now. And check out sheisfiercehq.com to learn more about our radio show, podcast, videos, and all of the other cool stuff that we can provide to help you up-level your life. 